Design New Podcast, Episode 9. If you are looking for tips, tricks, and inspiration to keep your life on purpose, join us in my free Facebook community, Create the Life You Want, hashtag Design You, and surround yourself with other people choosing to live by design and not by default. Are you ready to create the life you really want? Welcome to the Design You Podcast where I talk to everyday people who know life can be done differently with a clear mindset, positive attitude, openness to growth, and their willingness to take life to the next level. Get ready to design you. Not only was she feeling not satisfied with climbing the corporate ladder, she was run down, stressed, sick, and tired all of the time. That led her to starting her business in the wellness and lifestyle industry. Join me as I chat with Dora about positivity, being adventurous, and exploring possibilities. Hey, Dora, thanks so much for joining me on the Design You podcast. How are you today? I'm very well, Tina. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for the invite. Oh, my pleasure. I love chatting with you. Always good. I would specifically like to know, what are you doing right now to design your best life? Wow, it's great that we're having this conversation right now because uh, over the last few days, I've actually been doing a lot of saturating myself in some personal development and skills development Mm -hmm. to help me move through to the next level, the next phase of where I want to go in life. So, you know, when I was invited to do this with you today, I went, oh, how interesting (laughs) You're asking me, how am I designing, you know, my life? And uh, that's exactly what I've been doing. So one of the things that, I, that I'm a big fan of is investing in the right, the right programs with the right people, the right experts to help you develop either your mindset or your skill set. And so right now I've invested because one of the things I really want to do a lot more of is using the power of videos and how to monetize them you know, whether it's be on Facebook or through webinars and maximizing the potential of how to share information and educate people through those forums. So I'm actually working on a whole um, process to reconnect with why am I doing this? What's the purpose of this? Why do I want to do it? Well, who's it going to benefit? And then how to best go about, you know, communicating this information out there that is useful and helps people take action. So that's what I'm doing. Absolutely. So, but the thing with people taking action is you need to connect with them first and everyone connects on different levels. So what in particular are you working on that people connect, can connect with you about? Well, I have a few different areas that I work with in my business. I'm all about helping people uh, connect to make informed choices. And that is through um, helping them themselves in the world of health and well-being, also financial uh, well-being. I'm somebody who, out of need, came into the world of being self-employed and not an entrepreneur in helping people to educate around health and well-being and business. And I learned that I needed those things for myself. And so there are so many people out there who are just like me who need those things for themselves too. Like, you know, I was going through a time when I was stressed. I was climbing the corporate ladder. I was... Um, you know, having anxiety attacks, I, I was tired, fatigued, I was working seven days a week building somebody else's, you know, uh, business, and I was about to have a nervous breakdown, and I was only 28. Oh, no, great. 
so that led me to explore and I, cause I kept saying there's got to be a better way. So I got into the world of doing this for my health and also found that I could actually run a business. So that then showed me the world of connecting with the right people, uh, the right uh, people who, who would help me to develop my skills and my mind Mm. to be able to produce or, or you know, um, help create a business that wasn't just about me but helping others in the same boat do the same. So I connect with mentors. I connect with coaches. I'm a really big fan of that. I think one of the most important things that you can do in business uh, to create or design your life and even in your life, it doesn't have to be business, is you have to uh, connect with those who have gone before you and are living the life you want. Mm. And, you know, we sometimes, and I'm guilty of this too, we think we know what we need to do and we know everything and, and we don't need a mentor or a coach. And uh, that is a real, like, shame because we all fall into that trap and um, the reality is we do. You know, there's no mistake why people in the sporting arena have coaches and mentors. So we need to learn from that and we need to apply it to our life because the reality reality is business sport life always has to have somebody there to show you a vision greater than what you're living right now and to help you move Mm. and that's a valid point because it's professional people who have coaches professional sports people and you're exactly right they don't stop just because they've got to a level they're still trying to get to the next level so there's no point in what you're saying there's no point in plateauing that there's always learning to come and there's always someone who will know a little bit more than you and can help you on that journey absolutely yeah and so the big thing for you is it mindset? Do you think that's the overarching part of where we can get a better life from? Yeah, look, definitely mindset and your physical well-being, right? So it's a mental, it's a mental and emotional physical well-being, yeah? Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes people kind of get caught up in, oh, this one has to happen first before that one can happen. Mm. and I'm of the believer that, you know, that's like asking what comes first, the chicken or the egg, right? (laughs) And, you know, personally, you know, if somebody is struggling and their mindset's not really right, therefore it plays out physically in their body, they're tired, they're fatigued, they're stressed, they're anxious, um, I really believe that you need to, one, uh, develop and physically um, help your own health and well-being because if you're not feeling good, physically then it impacts on your mind right and and then from there you also start to work on your mind so when people can start to see some physical changes where they're feeling more energized it then helps them to pursue the mental changes and the emotional changes and don't get me wrong I still believe that mental emotional can be one of the first things that you do but it's it's important to look at all of it because if you're fatigued and tired then it's hard to work on this mental you know side of it but if you can feel energized and do some things to help you. And just even drinking water, right, will get you out of fogginess so then you can actually help yourself do the mental work. Mm. Because if you're fogged up up there, I don't care how many, you know, personal development programs you listen to or coaches you have, it's going to go straight over you. Yeah, absolutely. So with that, what's the best part for you about taking that to the next level? Which one um, would you suggest to people, especially when they're stressed and tired, like you said you were at 28? Yeah. So I think it kind of is um, a tandem thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like you kind of do both together. Okay. And I think it's important to do some practical, easy things that we all know to do, but we just don't do them. So definitely, you know, cleaning up um, your diet and choosing to, to avoid things and eat more of better things. But even like I said, working with water and even uh, walking. So currently, and I'm, I hope that's okay to share this with you, but currently 
one of the things that I'm working with in my business, it's all about how to manage your weight and working with a program that helps people to shift those kilos that, you know, have crept up over the years and have been a struggle. So as part of this program, what we talk about is doing three lifestyle changes, right? Mm -hmm. And three lifestyle changes, one is water and the other one is walking. Now, regardless of whether you do this program or not that that I do, if you actually incorporated those two ideas where you did your water, two litres of water every day and 10,000 steps, not only is that going to have a physical change happen in your body, it's going to have an emotional one and a mental one. Mm. And then from there, from the mental side, um, you know, we are so blessed to live in a time when we have access to so many, so much information online and access to gurus and mentors that um, I would be, you know, tapping into someone who I admire. Like, you know, I look at Tina and I think, well, you know, she's doing things that I admire in her. So I'm going to reach out to Tina as a coach and say, hey, you know, I really want to start to, to, to make some mental shifts, you know, and I, I'm, i you know, just starting on this path, you know, if that was me, um, you know, that's what I'd be asking. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, Tina, can you help me get started on some mental things that I can do to help my mental state? So then you want to reach out to people like that. Um, we've got access to, to information online as well. But, again, it's got to be the right people. Mm. You know, there is so much information out there because everyone thinks they're a guru, but they're really not. So you really want to interview people and, inter- you know, do some um, uh, checking on their, you know, background and where they've come from before you engage with them. So the likes of Tina, you know, if I was in that position where I was starting out my mental development, I'd be reaching out to somebody like Tina. Yep. Oh, thanks for the plug. I love it. <laughs> but that's true, you know, because you've been able to change your life, design a new life, um, change a chapter in your life. So the reality is that you've been able to walk that path so you understand the struggles, you understand the highs, the lows, and you understand what it took to, you know, move through them and get to the other end. Mm. And it is about doing that due diligence, but it's about that connection thing too. What in particular would you be looking for apart from asking people questions and interviewing them on what it is that they've done and what how they can help you? Is there any other bits to that that you would suggest? Well, I think it is a little bit of ind- individual. I think, like I said before, you have to see this as the holy trinity right? <laughs> or a trilogy. <laughs> There's the, the mind, the emotional, the physical, mm. right? And so whichever one is right for you right now to focus on, then you want to do that. And there are steps within those elements, those three elements. It's, it's, a, it's a puzzle. Mm-hmm. You've got to put the puzzle together. So connecting with the right information, the right you know coaches, the right mentors in any of those areas, and then taking the steps, being up for the coaching, being up for the mentoring, I think that's important. A lot of times we um, you know sign up for a program, sign up for coaching, sign up for mentoring, and we actually don't like what they tell us, mm-hmm. right? We don't like what they're telling us. Well, I don't want to do that. Oh, no, that, that's, that's not for me. That's for somebody else. And that to me is pride. So one of the things we have to look at is giving up being proud mm-hmm. and, and not just being proud but, you know, thinking it's, um, it's probably outside of our comfort zone. So it's being proud, having an ego and being outside of our comfort zone so we find ways to shut it down. So, for me, it's really about saying, well, obviously this hit, this hit, this has hit a nerve and I might not like what I'm hearing, but you know what? If they're asking me to do it and they are somebody who've got the expertise or living the life I want or have got skill sets that, that I need, then I need to listen to them and actually trust. So mm-hmm. it's working with people and connecting with them in that way to help them see that, 
you know, you're going to, you've asked to, to grow and with growth comes growing pains, but mm. there's light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. And I think too, when we are triggered by what someone said, it's often because we actually need to work in particular on that bit. There's a reason that we've been triggered and it's uncomfortable, as you said. Absolutely. Everything that makes you go <gasps> like that is because there's a fear around it or there's, you know, it's new territory, new horizons. The fear of the unknown is a big one, yeah? Mm. And there's also being proud. So I just want to add that in because sometimes we think we know better, right, but that's what coaches and mentors are there for. And and this is why what I'm sharing with you here today because I know it happens in my business when I coach and mentor people in my business, so mm. I know what comes up. And even for me, I know when my mentor says, you want to go off and do that, I go, oh, I do that. And then I stop and go, yes, I can. If that's what they believe I should be doing, then I'll focus on learning that. Mm. But that's that's great that you can do that because a lot of people will go, ah, no, not going to go there. So what is it that takes you past that? Is it the need, the understanding that's going to take you to a next level? What is it in you that helps you get reach past I tell you that? What has helped me over the years overcome this, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. Oh, let's, I'm not going to, you know, connect with that person anymore because I don't like what they say or I don't like that program and that's not for me or whatever. This is what I learned early in the piece and it was about asking myself some um, powerful questions around the information, yeah, and around the person who was sharing the, the information, whether it was a program or whether it was a mentor and coach. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I've touched on this a little bit before, but now, if the person is living the life that I want, if that's the first question I ask, if, if the person is living the life I want, then I must listen to them, mm-hmm. right, because I'm not living that life, but they are. So they must know something I don't know. Sure. Right? Um, if they're um, doing uh, what they're saying in, in life mm-hmm. and there's evidence of them doing it and I'm not, <laughs> then <laughs> I need to listen and do what they're saying, right? Because when I start to ask myself those questions and one, are they an authority? Have they got the proof, the evidence that they've been successful and all the answers are yes, then I've got to follow them. I've got to do that. And I tell myself, well, who do you think you are? And that's where the the whole being proud, being caught up in the fear, saying, well, hold on a second. This person has overcome fears as well. So therefore I can too. So I look for the evidence where it's worked and where it's working and where people are having the success. And then I say, well, if they have done it, so can I. And that's all we need in life, right? If people were teaching us something that's never been done before, there's no proof, then we can, you know, uh, very definitely have the concern about whether you should do it. But if a person has done it and they've succeeded in their life or in their business or in their weight goals and things like that, then it means I can too. Mm. So it's looking for making sure the person has got the evidence, uh, the information, and are living the life that they want or have created something in their life that you want and they've got it. And also, you know, looking at the evidence that it can work for for you, not the evidence that it can't, because we can always find evidence where it doesn't work. (laughs) Absolutely. So you're looking for certainty is what I'm hearing, that that it is. Yeah, possible. But you can use this in all areas, yeah? If you ask those questions of anybody, like if, if my next-door neighbour came to me and and they were overweight, let's use that example, they were overweight, struggling with tiredness and fatigue and, you know, they were giving me advice on weight loss. Well, I wouldn't be taking that advice on because they're not on authority because I can tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. 
So, you know, when we start to look at people or information coaches and things like that, it's like, well, they've done this and they've helped others, they've helped themselves, they've changed lives, so then I must listen. I must, you know, make that commitment to follow through because I said I want to change my life. Yeah, sure. So when you did change your life when you were 28 and climbing the corporate ladder, what obviously being tired and stressed was a big driver for you, but what did that jump look like when you went into your own business? (laughs) Uh, literally jumping off the cliff and hoping there was a parachute, (laughs) to be quite honest. Okay, so for me it was I do believe in having an exit plan, Mm -hmm. right? You've got to have a plan. You've got to have some idea of where you're going, right, the the, the goal that you want to achieve and having a vehicle to achieve it, Mm -hmm. right? So many times I see people say, I want to change my life. Uh, let's use the example of um, I, I want to leave the corporate world, which was mine, and I want to do something that I love and I want to change my life and um, I want to go and start my own business, right? And, you know, you might be a, talented in some certain area. You might be, I don't know, a, a consultant in, you know, fixing widgets, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So what I see with people is they – they might be at their job that they're not happy with and they dislike, but they tend to lack planning and, and have a vision and lack the planning to give themselves that exit. Mm-hmm. And so what they go and do is just jump, mm-hmm. right, um, hoping that there is a parachute that's going to open. Now, if I backtrack for mine, there was a parachute that was already opened and I was just um, hoping it would open more and it did. But <laughs> most people will just jump off, going, that's it, I've had enough, I'm leaving and I'm going to start fresh. Now, that's really a, a challenge. That's really uh, challenging and only a small percentage of people, probably like 3% of people, will actually use that to jumpstart and create a whole different change out of nothing, yeah? Whereas the, the rest of uh, us in the society needs to go and make sure there's something in, in place that there is some security, you know, some, some income coming in because otherwise you're going to very quickly succumb to the stresses of not having an income, for example, mm-hmm. or being challenged to try and get business happening and trying to feed yourself as well. Right? So that for me was really important. So for me, I was building my business uh, part-time while I was in the corporate world and I was um, in the position of general manager. So it wasn't like I was just clocking in and clocking out nine to five. Mm-hmm. I was actually working, you know, 60 odd hours a week for this corporation And then when I decided I was going to focus on my own business, I then scaled that down, obviously, but I worked my business Mm part-time and I planned it for the next, you know, two years Yeah, because it was two years of um, kind of playing the first year and then got serious the next year. And that next year I planned a 12-month plan. So I, you know, knew I had a vehicle. I knew I'd already had some success in what I was doing, you know, after hours and that's the thing, guys, if you want to change your life, you are going to work after hours. Mm-hmm. Don't go home after you've clocked on, off from your job and expect that you're going to sit around and do nothing and your entrepreneurial business is going to just drop out of the sky. Mm-hmm. So I would um, finish one job and go to the next job. That's what I called my business, a job. So I had to rock up to both. Yes. And so, you know, there were long hours. There were long days. There were back-to-back appointments. There were exhausting times and things like that. Um, luckily, by then, the business I was building was in the health and wellness arena, so I did give myself some support, which helped me get through all that. But 
what I'm trying to share here with you is you've got to plan it. You've got to build it, you know, little by little, and you've got to stay with it and be very persistent and, and not give up around that because free enterprise doesn't happen overnight, right? So that's, you know, what I say to people, that have a plan and have a vehicle. Know which vehicle you're going to use to get you there, not just resign from your job uh, and, and think that something's going to happen. You need to plan that 12 months before. So hopefully that's helped. Yeah, and how much easier is it when you actually know what it is you want to do, that job that you don't particularly like doing, even if you are still working 60 hours a week in it, when you know that you're working towards getting your life out of there, it's amazing how much you can actually do, isn't there? Like that, you have a, a mind shift. My yeah. mind shift was so black and white. One one day I was uh, building that corporation's business yep. and the next day I was building mine and all of a sudden I shifted in how I worked the day job Yep. and I went, no more am I, you know, um, being loyal to that company to that level. I'm being loyal to me. And you know what? The greatest thing about that was I saw, I saw myself that it actually made no difference to my job. Oh, wow. That's a huge learning. Huge. Massive learning. So where I thought I had to be there 60, 70 hours a week because I had to show them I was industrious and I had to show them I was committed and, and you know, there was never enough hours to finish the problems that were, you know, being created every day and the projects and whatever. But when I, re- I pulled back because my after-hours business needed my attention too, I noticed that I just got smarter in how I did things during the day in my day job and I didn't take on trying to save the world in this corporation. (laughs) Yep, I completely get that. You really, what's that saying about give something to a busy person and it gets done? Because there's no time for any fluffing about. You just get down, you get it done and you don't get caught up in the politics like you used to. Correct. All of a sudden that was out the window. It was like I'm just rocking up here now doing my job. And that's it. And I go home and I focus on what I'm doing, which is my future. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing, technique that I've used with a couple of people I've coached is when they've been wanting to leave their job, but they're not in a position to do it because we're looking at the exit plan. I just get them to write their um, resignation letter and have that there and date it for down the track. But just coming back to that mindset shift, just having that letter and going, oh my God, I'm doing something about this. I know I'm working towards moving towards another job or my own business, whatever it is. It's amazing what a difference just doing that and feeling like you've taken back control. Well, Tina, that's a very good tip because it's exactly what I did and I would visualise it and affirm it. I would visualise the day when I walked into my boss's office and this is exactly what happened, yeah? So this Mm -hmm. was my visualisation and my affirmation. I visualised that I would walk into my boss's office and say, boss, here is my my resignation because I can't afford to fit you into my life anymore. (laughs) And that's what I said. I haven't got time. And that's exactly what I said on the day when I resigned. And what did they say to that? Uh, they looked at me like, what? <laughs> like they did a double take and said, I'm sorry, I just don't have time to, to be here anymore. I've got other things that I'm doing outside of here. So here's my resignation. They nearly fell off their chair because they bet. weren't waiting or expecting anything like that to happen. I love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. That is very, very powerful to write out your resignation and to visualise the that date because the whole thing about that is having that image. You've got to create an image on what is your life going to look like when you do leave and, you know, on that day that you leave. If you can't see you exiting that job and your self-image is constantly at a job you hate for the rest of your life, then that's what you're going to attract and stay with for the rest of your life. But by having that image, that, you know, affirmation, the visual, 
was a handwritten letter and reading it every day and visualizing it, you're, you're actually creating a, a very new self-image about how you see yourself 12 months from now. And the universal laws have to kick in because it's universal laws that you will constantly be creating new brain cells that helps you to um, connect with that outcome and bring to you people, opportunities, situations, outcomes that will give you that outcome, right? So mm. that's the power of writing it out, but not just sticking it away, you know, plaster all over your home, stick it on the fridge and big black, you know, text or writing go. And then start visualizing you walking into your boss's office and they're all looking smug and, yes, yes, I haven't got time for you, but what do you want? And you're saying to them, here's my resignation because I really can't afford to have, you know, this job in my life anymore. Love it. <laughs> now, talking of the future, I always ask my guests, what do they plan that their life will be like in 50 years' time? So if you propel yourself 50 years, what does oh that look God. like for you? Uh, can we make it less? Because I'm feeling like I'll be off the planet by then. <laughs> Because I'm not going to tell you my age. <laughs> I think I'll be, okay, 50 years from now, I'm probably going to be in some luxurious um, Santorini uh, senior citizen's uh, home, right? <laughs> Being the original Dora the Explorer and creating havoc on the islands. Right? <laughs> because I'll be over 100, right? That's why I say that. <laughs> Can we bring it a bit forward? <laughs> I want you to be creating havoc over 100. I think it's perfect. <laughs> Speaking Greek at the same time. <laughs> That's right. I can just see it in some little, you know, Santorini resort for geriatrics. <laughs> and so what sort of people would be around you when you look at what your life would have been in up until that 100 and whatever years? What do you see? People who are up for having an adventure in life. Right, not just sitting back and waiting for death to come. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's about I I really enjoy having conversations with people that's all about possibilities mm. and whatever that is. It doesn't have to be just about business. It's like what are you enthusiastic about? What what inspires you? What what really uh, do you love to do? Because in this day and age, one of the things we all talk about as in when we, I say, well, what is a common thing that we talk about in society and the conditioning is the drama, right? Mm-hmm. So to me, I want to surround myself with people who love adventure and comedy, movies, not drama, okay? <laughs> not drama shows, but comedy and adventure shows, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because life's about, you know, connecting with people to continuously learn and grow and enjoy and be uh, joyful with each other, not to regurgitate regurgitate drama and problems. It's not to say that we don't have problems, but it's about how long you stay focused on those types of conversations. And and that's one of my pet hates, you know, when I'm I'm out with people and, and not to judge anybody, but it's just because of the conditioning that, people's conversations tend to always go back to the drama of life you know and when I'm when I'm faced with those conversations I'm I'm not somebody who's going to go oh stop the drama and you know and be rude to people but I actually in my own kind of adventurous and happy way will turn the subject onto a more joyful one (laughs) (laughs) why do you think I believe believe that's important for my mind and my soul but I also want to help break these patterns in others. So if I don't help to break a pattern, then we allow that continuing drama cycle. 
Why do you think people get caught up in that drama cycle? What's the attraction, do you think? Because it stimulates emotion. Yeah. Yeah. It's all an emotional rush and you think about it, the, the, the drama around, you know, the negative news, you know, and we know this by all the negative news that's going around, you get this emotional rush. rush. It's, it's literally like a drug rush, right? Mm-hmm. And we've um, over, over the, the years, you know, many, many, many years, the conditioning has been, well, drama gives us this rush, so we'll give you more drama to have this rush and we know that this kind of emotional rush that we get um sells right mm-hmm. it help it, it really is something that has been conditioned through our life to make us do things you know the fear factor yes. you know fear of um oh my god you better get in and buy a house now because it's going to go up again you know and then we get this <gasps> emotional fix and rush and uh, we start to do things so you know it, if we focused on not having to get that you know, button pushed all the time. And if we did, it was more of a positive one. Mm. Imagine being stimulated with joy and happiness and passion and excitement as opposed to fear and, and um, you know, disappointment and, and whatever else makes us feel negative, yeah? Like life would be very different if we all got, you know, imagine having drama reality shows replaced with adventurous, you know, happy, joyful, you know, positive shows. Like people would think we were nuts because it's in, in their eyes it's boring, but it real, in reality that's what moves people and changes people. Yeah, what I find fascinating is on the I hardly ever watch the news, but when I've switched to it sometimes, when they do their good news stories, it's always on an animal. And it's yeah. like, wow, <laughs> awesome, don't get me wrong, but surely there's other really good news stories out there than just looking at cute animals. There is. And you know what I say to people is why don't you become that good news story when you're amongst people? Love you know, it. be that person who is the pattern interrupter with a good news story. Be the good news. So um, easier, you know, said than done because it's a it's a practice. You've got to condition yourself to change. But how we get more good news and not just rely on that one time a week, whatever that show, you know, shows us, which I think I've seen um, something like that. It's like we've got to be that good news to create that change. And sometimes we go, but what can I do? How can I make one, you know, make that change? I'm only one person. Well, if I look back over the 20 years that I've been on this path of self-development, improvement, changing my belief systems, because I was there too, right, caught up in the system. You know, my favourite movie is The Matrix, and if you haven't watched it, go and watch it. And if you have, go watch it again. It's a movie that I constantly watch to remind me that we're caught up in a system and we've got to be Nemo and we've got to get out. Right? <laughs> so we have to work on that, you know, and be the change we want to see in the world, as, as you've heard before. And so it's not always easy to do, but I know 20 years on, people, the, the common thing I hear from people in the last few years is, Dora, um, I, I love talking to you. you. You always inspire me. And I haven't said anything magical, right? So that I've said anything magical. It's more that I've conditioned myself to listen, number one, mm-hmm. and two, how people move through to another place, a happier place where they're not caught up in whatever's going on. And, you know, other things amongst that as well. But they say to me, you know, you're always so positive. Now, I might be positive. doesn't mean I don't have problems, right? I still have, you know, things that I have to work through. But I choose how long I stay there and then what I do about them. But that's been the feedback. It's like, gee, you're such an inspiration. Or, gee, you're, you know, you, you really help me see things in a different way. Or, or being around you, I feel so much better. And, look, I appreciate all that feedback. But I stop and I think about it. And it's because that... Being that person, being a, 
a person who's more about possibility and positivity has helped me change and therefore it rubs off on others yeah. and I it doesn't it's not something I put on it's something that I craved and therefore when you crave it you take it on you start doing you start living it and you can't help but have other people get that just by osmosis or even direct teaching yeah mm. and then they change well the thing is people see the authenticity in it because if you're living what what you're talking about mm. People know there's no crap amongst all of that. People, that's what people feel. We we have a bullshit meter which is so strong yeah. that we can see if people aren't being authentic. But what you're really saying is you're being authentic and showing people another way to yeah. look at the world, a different perspective. Yeah, and just to help break the patterns of conditioning. And I think we as, as humans who are on the path of personal development have an obligation to actually be that, you know, I, I kind of, you were here, Tina, I'd be pushing your arm going, no, no, don't think like that. And I'll be like that, that. And you'll be going, no, no, no. Like somebody, and I've done this in my business training, you know, um, when somebody was, you know, talk, let's say negatively, I'd go up to them and just do this and go, what did you do that for? Oh, just something you said, you know. <laughs> God, it was this, um, you know, repeat pattern. Hmm. So I was trying to break that pattern, you know, that by letting them know that they've done it again or they've said it again. Yeah, it becomes but- annoying, yeah, and then they stop doing it <laughs> or they punch you. <laughs> <laughs> but then they're aware of it. Even if they've punched you, they've been become aware of it. <laughs> it's an anchor. It's creating that anchor, isn't it, to say, oh, she just said it again. Mm. So it's being a thorn in the, in the side of somebody out of care and respect yeah. and wanting them, you know, wanting to help people, not because you're trying to make them wrong, yeah? Yeah, for sure. So if you had something that you wanted to leave with our community about telling them a tip that you've got to live their best life, what would that be? I think the, the best tip is invest the time to plan your best life just like you plan a wedding, a holiday, <laughs> buying a new house. Like you think about the activities and the mindset when it comes to a wedding. Now, I haven't planned a wedding because I've never been married, right, but I know there's many of your audiences that have planned a wedding. Or have planned an overseas trip. I've planned plenty of those, right? Or plan have planned how to buy a house, and I've done that, you know, um, as well. So we've all actually have taken the time out to plan these big projects in our lives. Mm. And to me, the biggest learning in my life has been: well, what did you do to go and plan your trip? What did you do and go and buy a house? You allocated time for it. You researched the, the things that you needed to research. You spoke to the right people to get information. You took action on investing in money or, uh, you know, time and effort. You did it even when you didn't feel like it. Uh, You worked late, you know, through the night if you had to to get final, you know, paperwork done. You know, if you're planning a wedding, I know women especially who work, you know, from 6 o'clock in the morning till 12 o'clock at midnight just to sort out their flowers. Like that's passion and determination and commitment mm. to flowers. Yeah. <laughs> now imagine, Tina, if we took that attitude, we took that mindset, we took that diligence, the commitment to create the life that we wanted, where would we be? Because you know what? Weddings come and go, holidays come and go, houses come and go, but what stays the same? We do, right? Mm. It's about what we want to create for where we want to be 10 years from now, 20 years from now, and taking the time to invest in the most important thing, and that is your life, your happiness, your joy, living a life that you want based not just on things that happen 
once, you know, like a holiday or a wedding. Sometimes I think things happen more than once. But <laughs> what I'm going to say is, you know, you've got to live in your life every day, right? So taking the time, spending the time, you know, I know for myself, when other people go out on a Saturday night, I'm at home writing out, you know, what I need to do to create my my future. Mm-hmm. And people say to me, oh, my goodness, you know, Dora, like, we should be out. You should be celebrating or, you know, having parties and having fun. I do those things as well. But I also know that if I want my life to be a certain way, then I have to take the time to make it a certain way, just like you would for a wedding, you know. Mm. You'd be up at the crack of dawn, you know, doing things <clears throat> before you went to your J-O-B to make sure that something was, you know, right for that day. So you can, you can find the time to do this type of work on your life when it's important to you. So that's what I would leave them with. I love it. And it's exactly valid. If we really want something enough, we will make the time for it. Yeah. I mean, that is so true. Like people, we it's not the issue whether we have the time or not. We all have the same 24 hours, you know, but why is it some people go off and create the things that they've created in their life and others don't? It's all about what we value and what's important to us. And if it's important to us, we will adjust our life to make that happen. If it's not, then we won't. Yeah. We just make up excuses instead. <laughs> yes, excuses are huge. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Dora. I really appreciate your time today and all the energy that you've brought to to us and the snippets of um, good advice amongst all of that. So thank you so much. I love it. You're so welcome. And I feel very privileged that you've asked me to be here with you today. And uh, to me, it's a joy to, you know, to talk to people like yourself, because it goes back to one of the things that I find very valuable. And that is being amongst people who talk about possibility and growth and, and the future and, and looking at creating a reality that's all about, you know, possibility as opposed to the drama. And you're definitely somebody that's all about possibility. So it's been an honour to be able to spend time doing this. This is fun for me. Great. Thanks, Dora. And you are definitely the original explorer. The other one's just a copy. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Good on you too. (laughs) Love it. Are you ready to create the life you want? Pop over to tinamurray.com to grab your free copy of the Design New Cheat Sheet and start creating the life you want right now. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Design New Podcast. You'll find the show notes over at tinamurray.com. Can't wait to see what you create as you design it, communicate it, and live it.